All right. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to our ninth episode of my podcast. Um, tonight with me, I have Ms. Uh, Minister Janice Belton-Bird. How are you doing tonight, Ms. Minister uh, Janice? Uh, I am well, thank you. How are you? I am good, good. We're so grateful that you called in. Whitney, how are you doing tonight? Doing great. How are you, Justin? I'm good. I'm good. So tonight, we want to cover, because um, we see a lot in the community dealing with depression. Um, so tonight we want to deal with how to grieve over a loved one during the holidays and then also how to deal with holiday depression. Um, and tonight we have Minister Janice with us and she's going to discuss in detail um, some things about depression and how people can overcome depression and all of that good stuff. So Miss Janice, are you ready? I am ready. Awesome, awesome. So before we get into that, um, we do see where Mr. George Atkins III um, committed suicide. I want to say it was last week after his twin brother committed suicide, as well as they lost their mom. Um, And I think a year later, the brother committed suicide and then Mr. George committed suicide. So this is one reason why we wanted to bring up this topic, because it is in the community but a lot of people aren't talking about it. A lot of people are walking around and ignoring the fact um, when it could be a loved one, when it could be a friend um, that's suffering from this. So tonight, Ms. Janice, we do have a few questions for you. Um, why do you feel that depression has such a major impact in today's society? In my opinion, t- depression has always had an impact on society. I just feel that the difference nowadays is that more people are actually being clinically diagnosed. More people are sharing their struggles, whether it's from a positive or negative perspective. So it kind of shines a brighter light on it because more people are talking about it or you see more people acting out negatively and unfortunately actually taking their lives as a result of struggling with depression. And so we have more stars, more people who have like a public persona. So that's why it seems like, you know, more people are struggling with it. I think it, it's just kind of been taboo years ago, but now it's it's a little bit more prevalent in that it's more noticeable. Right. And do you feel like around the holidays, I guess the depression, you see a lot of people committing suicide. Do you feel like that's something that's taking place closer to the holidays or what are your thoughts in regards to that my thoughts in regards to that is that yes it 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 is more it is and can be more prevalent around the holidays because you're missing loved ones you you kind of get to feeling down on yourself and then you begin thinking you know dark and negative thoughts and so what happens is you kind of spiral downward um with that with those negative feelings and so What happens, too, is, you know, you see people around you look like they're having the time of their life. And here you are struggling with missing someone, struggling with missing a loved one or struggling with, you know, kind of feeling out of sorts. So instead of some people reaching out for help, they tend to kind of come into themselves a little bit more. So the struggle increases. Right. That's right. And Minister Janice, how can someone deal with the depression during the holidays? I think first and foremost that, um, you know, for me is I I think that people should 
have a relationship with Jesus Christ. They should, you know, accept him as, as their Lord and Savior. And so when you have that relationship, you have a connection, you have a sounding board, you have a foundation. And also, too, when you're struggling like that, go to someone, talk to someone, a trusted family member, a trusted friend, and even a professional. Like there's no harm and shame in getting professional help. And I think that sometimes in our community, we don't want to get help because we don't want to look like we need help. But the fact remains is that, you know, if we struggle with these issues over time, sometimes it can become overwhelming to where we just can't, quote unquote, handle it anymore. Right, right. Um, and so what about the person who hasn't been in church all of their lives? Um, you know, yep. let's say, for instance, you know, Kanye West lost his mom and, you know, he eventually at first. You know, he kind of went on the south side of things and then he kind of met Christ. How how could you explain to someone who's never been in the church that, you know, may have lost a mother or a father and now is dealing with depression around the holidays? Always, I would want to point them towards Christ. I wouldn't want to beat them up with it. I wouldn't want to make them feel bad and less than, but it's, it's just who I am to point them towards Christ because that's what helped me. And also, too, I would suggest to them that they go and talk with someone. They go and talk with someone professionally because those people are trained. They're trained to see signs that we don't see. They're trained to, to deal with issues and to notice triggers and things that we don't really understand. And so by seeking someone, you know, in the professional realm, then that kind of takes it a, a step further because you have someone that's watching out for you that has this training that's going to help you. And also too, so talking with someone that you love, talking with someone that values you, talking with someone that wants the best for you, because that person may have the ability to help you see a more positive side, to help you feel like you want to, you know, push on a little bit further, to help you feel like although you may be struggling with it, you're not allowing the struggle to overtake you. Right, right. And so, Pastor Janice, have you ever dealt with depression? And if so, what are five things that helped you overcome depression? Yes, um, I have dealt with depression. I actually struggled with depression for a number of years. And no one knew it because I went to work. I raised my children. I, you know, at this particular time, I was, you know, I was hanging out. I was the party girl, you know, was involved in a motorcycle club. So I was the life of the party. No one knew that behind that smile, behind that, that face, that glow that I was struggling on the inside. And so for me, it took me a while to actually realize that, that, that that's what it was. It was like I could see all the symptoms but I was looking at the symptoms separately the you know feeling down the not really wanting to get up and it affected my physical body like I would have these these aches and pains that were just you know unreal like I had no reason to have the aching pain you know I was always sleepy I was always tired I needed to lay down I needed to be by myself and to kind of not be around people and so what helped me was finally I was at a pivotal point in my life where it was like sink or swim. And, you know, and I don't I don't really know the exact day and time, but I can just remember saying to myself, I do not want to live like this anymore. This is not any kind of life. And although it looks to people 
like, you know, I'm just living, as they say, my best life. I'm really not. Like, I'm hurting. I'm hurting physically. I'm hurting emotionally. And once I begin to work on my relationship with Christ, I realized that I was hurting spiritually as well. So for me, I accepted. The first thing I did was I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior totally. Not that one foot in and that one foot out. Not that come to church one one song before the message, but I actively worked on my relationship with God. And so in me doing that, it allowed me to have some self-evaluations. So secondly, I was honest with myself. I was honest about the fact, hey, look, I'm struggling with, with depression. Matter of fact, I am wallowing in depression. And so from that, I began to ask God to heal me. I began to ask God to show me the ways to, you know, that I can be healed. So what happened was he took me on this journey where there were different times in my life where I had been hurt and I had not healed. And I thought that I had, and I thought that, you know, I was over the situation. I was over the circumstance, but I really hadn't healed. So he began to mend those places for me and I began to become whole again. And so I was able to get over the hurt, get over the anger, get over the frustration of feeling overwhelmed, you know, of dealing with life issues and feeling like, you know, I had made so many mistakes that I couldn't come back from it. So that second thing was being honest with myself and healing from past hurt and anger. And even even for for me, it was like devastation. So I was able to heal from that. And thirdly, I accepted that I was battling that depression. So I, I began to be realistic about it. So I began to try to notice my triggers. What would bother me? Holidays did bother me at that time. And I would try to handle it the best way that I thought that I could, like by being super busy and being around people and going to a party or maybe indulging in negative behavior. But what I had to do is I had to begin to honestly look at myself and look at what caused me to feel down, what caused me to feel sad, what caused me to hurt from a deep place on the inside that nothing could fix at that particular time. And so when I began accepting that I was struggling, I was able to say, OK, well, you know what? I can't I can't look at that. I can't be around toxic people. I can't ingest negativity, you know, because it was it was send me on a downward spiral. I would, you know, be aware of my surroundings, be aware of things that were going on that I didn't care for, that I didn't like. And I began to actively engage in living happy and whole, not perfect just happy and whole. You know, I, I did things that made me happy, simple things. You know, it, it, it may be, you know, may not be important to other people, but it was important to me. And so those things made me happy. Like I love stationery. I love all things stationery. So although I can't buy every piece of stationery in the world, what makes me happy sometimes is going to a, a craft store or Walmart or Target or whatever, and just being in that particular space you know, looking at stuff because it gives me something to look forward to. Being in, being in those places with stationery, I start thinking about dreams and visions and plans and provisions. So I, I begin to do things that made me happy and I begin to work on being whole. And how I worked on being whole was trying to stay away from as much negative stuff as I could, not taking in negativity, but actively trying to be a good person to myself 
and a good person to others. I had to go back and apologize to people. I mean, people from years ago that I had hurt when I was angry, when I was broken, when I was torn. And so as I began to, to mend and heal, you know, I, I went on this journey. I apologized to some people. I had to go back and contact people, people I hadn't talked to in years. And so in doing that, for me, it made me go back and accept that wrong or negativity was done but it also made me grow from that. And it made me realize that although I had experienced these things, although I had it, had experienced several mishaps in my life, several times of devastation, that I didn't have to reside there, that I didn't have to stay in that place of darkness, that I could still live, that although I had committed a million mistakes and may commit a million more, that I was still, a, you know, I was still loved, that God still loved me. My children still loved me. My family still loved me. My friends still loved me. And so I was going to be OK. And lastly, I began to take something very serious for myself. And and I share this with people all the time. I began to practice active self-care. Self-care helps. It helps me to stay balanced. It helps me to take care of myself and a lot and it allows me to make myself a priority in my life because sometimes people struggle with depression but they're the busiest people ever their to-do list is like a mile long they are involved in everything they're the the leaders of organizations they lead churches they they lead jobs they're, they're the boss on their jobs but they're still struggling in the inside because they don't take the time to take care of themselves. They don't take the time to deal with their actual emotions because we, 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 especially women, we are emotional creatures. God designed us to have emotions. And so what we do sometimes is because we're human, we don't want to deal with that. So we kind of push it back and push it down and push it to the side. And so for a person that struggles with depression, it's almost like a blanket. You know, it, it's like it starts out being a little bit like over the bottom of your feet. And then it's like it, it comes halfway of your legs. And then the next thing you know is at your shoulders. And then when you look around, it's covering your head completely and you're in a hole and it's like you can't get out and you don't know how to get out. And so when you don't want to deal with yourself, when you don't want to be realistic and you don't want to accept that you, you know, you have some issues, you have some hurt, then you can't deal with it. You can't heal from it. You can't grow from it. So I actively practice self-care. I do what makes me happy. I feed me. I feed my soul. I feed my love tank. I do the things that I love. If it's nothing more than going to get a scoop of ice cream or spending time with my grandchildren, I do things that make me happy. Because if I engage in things that make me unhappy, then it has the ability to take me back to a place that I don't want to go. That's awesome. And Minister Janice, is it, and I know you spoke on this um, before, is it best for someone to speak to someone that they know, such as family and friends, about the depression or um, someone that they don't know, like someone that's professional? In, in my opinion, I think each person's situation can be different. I think that sometimes family and friends can help, but sometimes you can get in such a dark place and in such a place that you feel like giving up or giving out, you need to seek help. And in a lot of cases, talking to both of them, because if you talk to someone professionally, their office hours are such as they are. They're there from eight to five, nine to six, whatever the case may be. And they may not have an on-call service. They may not have an emergency or an urgent number. 
But if you also reach out to a friend or family member and just, you know, share with them what's going on, then when you begin to, you know, kind of go in a really, really dark place or you get really low, then those people will be aware, you know, personally, because it may happen at two o'clock in the morning that you may send a text and say, oh, I feel like giving up or whatever the case may be. And that person maybe can get to you before a professional person can. So I think it's important to have a balance between sharing with someone who you can trust and who has your best interest at heart, but also seeking professional help because that's what they're there for. Like you don't go to the doctor's office and order a pizza. You go to the doctor's office to, 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 to be seen, to be triaged, to find out if you have an issue or to make sure that you don't have any issues or you don't have any, any health concerns or whatever. So we need to go to the people who are trained to help us. There are hotlines available. There are um, each county in South Carolina has a mental health office. If you contact them, if they can't help you immediately, you know, because of insurance reasons, because of timing, they'll refer you to different places. And they'll also tell you that if you have an urgent or emergent need, that you can always go to your local hospital. And from there, then they will send you out and refer you out to the different organizations that you need, but talk to someone personally and professionally so you can get the help that you need. Right, right. Well, thank you so much, Ms. Janice. I mean, you pretty much covered everything in regards to, you know, dealing with depression um, and dealing with it around the holidays as well as missing a loved one during the holidays. Um, I mean, you kind of covered pretty much everything and you also gave resources do you know where people can find those 1-800 numbers? Those Google. You can always okay. Google. You you can Google um, a lot of times if you're on social media, people will share them and they'll share the links about getting help, suicide prevention hotline or mental health hotlines. But each and every county in the state of South Carolina has a mental health office. And they have, you know, they, they during the day, there's someone there. But you can always go to the hospital. You can always, you know, call the ambulance and say, hey, I feel like hurting myself and they'll send someone out for help. And then they'll figure figure the rest out later. I think that sometimes we don't want to burden people. We don't want to bother people. So that's why we don't reach out for help. We don't want. Well, maybe they're doing something or whatever. No. Contact somebody. Talk, even if it, it may just be that you just need to talk to someone right then. But all of those offices, they also have referral programs in that if they can't help you, then they will refer you to someone who can help you. Cause you may just need, you know, you may be having a, you know, a one episode where you just need someone to talk to and then you're okay. Or you may need um, some therapy. You may need some therapy sessions over a length of time. And the mental health offices in each of the counties are there to kind of give you a foundation in which to go. They, they'll tell you, they'll, they'll step you through everything. They'll ask you, you know, do you feel like harming yourself? Those kinds of questions. And they'll ask you, do you want to talk to somebody like now, today, tomorrow, next week? And so um, you can always Google, Google each county. Um, and you can literally um, type in the county's name and mental health office, and it'll give you the address and the telephone number. Awesome. Awesome. And how can our listeners reach out to you and where can they find you on social media? On social media, um, your listeners can find me on Facebook at Janice Belton Bird, and that's B-Y-R-D as in dog. 
Um, I, I also run two groups on social media, DPI Daily, and that's just a daily inspirational group where I share messages, where I share pictures and posts and songs and things to encourage people, to inspire people, to motivate people, and to let people know mostly that I love them and that I care about them and I care about the well-being of others. Um, I'm on Instagram. You can find me there at jbirdflieshigh. And my email is ministerjbbyrd at gmail.com. Awesome, awesome. And we forgot to shout out your church, which is um, Zion Program Baptist Church in Winsboro, South Carolina. Um, yes. Yeah, we totally forgot about that at the beginning, but we definitely wanted to let everybody know that that is your church. Um, and again, and I thank you for, you know, coming on tonight. And I am also a part of one of your groups. I can't remember which one, um, but it seems like every time I'm going through something, she'll pop up with something positive. Um, so I suggest all of our listeners join her group as well. But again, Minister Janice, we thank you so much. And we think, you know, that we we hope and we think that we helped so many people um, that are dealing with depression, especially around the holidays. Um, yes. So it, yeah, so definitely... Um, you know, if I guess be on the lookout, I'm quite sure people will start adding you as friends and all of that good stuff. But yeah, so other than that, Whitney, do you have anything else tonight? The only thing I want to add, and thank you so much, Minister Janice, for um, coming on with us, is just any group of friends, the friends that look like they have it all together, even though they may not be depressed or may not say that they're depressed, just check on them anyway. Just a simple text or even if you see them face to face, just ask them how they are. Sometimes oh, yes. that's all it takes for them oh, to yes. open up and then to get them to the 1-800 numbers for the helpline or yes. to figure out that something is wrong with them. Because that could have been what happened to the gentleman. I don't know their, their whole story, but yes. because one of the brothers um, took his own life, the other brother could have been depressed from that, never spoken to anyone and then decided to take his own life too. So just check on your friends that look like they have it all together because they may not have it all together. Yes, totally. And um, just briefly, I want to share additionally that um, in just in my research about that particular case, I saw that and, and I was real interested to know like what happened. And I saw that he his mother had passed. His brother had committed suicide last year, Christmas Day. And so he he had openly said that he battled with depression. He had actually gotten some professional help. But it, it just I think it just kind of escalated and I think it's still under investigation. So there's no definitive answer as to what happened to to actually lead to the last particular incident or whatever. But, yes, we should check on our friends. We should and we should definitely check. We should check on all our friends that we care about, our family members and things like that. But we should check on those people who, you know, appear to be strong, those heroes and those sheroes that, you know, seem to have it all together. And I was sharing with you that I run that group on Facebook, DPI Daily. That's exactly what what's that what's that is what's that that's exactly what's you know what's that for? You know, we do with that group. I share what God gives me to share with other people, and it may be from a place of you know maybe I'm having a rough day, I'm having a rough patch. Or God may just lay someone on my heart or I may see something and think about someone. So in that group, 
And it's mostly every day, sometimes depending upon schedules and routines. And, you know, sometimes God has me in a holding place where I'm, I'm not able to share. But we share a couple of times a week and you can always go back and read the other posts. And it's not just, oh, she's a holy roller and she's telling you that, you know, you need to do this. You need to do that. It's you, you, you. No, it's us. It's right. we. It, it is all of us. And although some of us may not be clinically depressed, we have down days. We have days where we don't we don't feel quite right. I, I say it all the time. And when I'm preaching, when I'm teaching, when I'm ministering, when I'm sharing, when I'm spending time with friends and family, that you, you just don't feel quite right. You feel some kind of way. We all have those times at at one time or another. And so it's important to create an active chain where you're checking on people. You don't have to ask them like the the A to Z of what's going on with them. Just let them know that you're thinking about them. Let them know that you care about them. I have friends that I haven't seen in years, but I'll send out a text message. I know sometimes people will be like, what is she sending me now? <laughs> but I'll send out a text message. I'll send out a, a messenger message. I'll share a post on Facebook. I'm always trying to reach out to as many people as God gives me unction to, or as many people that may run across my mind to let them know that if nobody loves them, if nobody cares about them, or if they feel like nobody loves them, or if they feel like nobody's in their corner that I am, that I'm thinking about them. And I can't reach everyone. So I try to encourage people to do that in, in any area of my life, personally, professionally, um, with my church, with different ministries that I'm a part of. I run a women's ministry. I share with them all the time because sometimes we're our own worst enemy. We, we can see about everybody else, but we forget to see about ourselves. So sometimes we need a friend or a loved one to see about us. So I just want to second that we should just check on people. Even if you see them every day, sometimes a personal message outside of the time that you see them every day or outside of the particular scope of when you talk to them, it could be a time where you can check on them and it may lead into that they may need help or they may need a listening ear. They may just need a shoulder to cry on, you know, whatever the particular situation is. So, yes, please check on your friends and loved ones or, or even strangers. Sometimes you see people in the store with their head hanging down. Just tell them, hey, look, have a great day. Share a smile with them. Right. So true, so true. But yes, Miss Janice, uh, we are so grateful that you were able to call in. And again, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Yeah, um, thank you and, so much. Yes, yes. So we look forward to you know you getting some followers from this, and like I say, keep you know being that encourager, keep posting, keep you know keep it going. Because like I say, it's days when. I may be in a closing or in a meeting and I'm like, Lord, how can I take it? And I just look at my inbox and I see you write a nice quote or send a nice video and it means the world to me. So I thank you for that. Well, thank, we thank God first for that. And I thank you, Justin. I thank you, Whitney. I thank both of you for having me on the podcast. And I'm thankful for the opportunity to share my testimony, to share a place that God has healed me from and that, you know, I'm able to help someone else. And I will, you know, continue to encourage. I will continue to inspire as, as God sees fit for me to do. Thank you. Thank you again. I love you, Justin. You know, you my friend. Yes, ma'am. I know it. I know it. I love you too. All right. Thank you. Have a good night. You too. You guys have an awesome night. All right. Thank you bye -bye. too.